and people are still buying like wine. Um, like a lot of wine has been selling the last few weeks. I guess my words of encouragement would be if you if you want to try baby bangs, do it now because if it's a bad idea, they will grow out by the time you see people again. I, I sit out at night. We, we live in like a small farm. Uh, we don't have any animals or anything, but we grow olive trees. And it's lovely to look at the stars at night. It's, it makes you think it's time for you to meditate, to start thinking about your life, appreciating the small stuff, appreciating everyone around you. Hi, this is you and me and everyone we know, an audio diary made by everyday people living through the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Brent Love, and whether you're listening to this right now or you're a guest on this podcast, you are part of a community. You are not alone. Thank you for taking time to listen, time to connect, and time to remember that we're all in this together. In this episode, we're talking to Ramsey, Kelly, and Tanya. Ramsey is a father in Jordan and works as an ICT and operations coordinator for a youth-centered nonprofit in Amman called Questcope. Kelly is a food shop owner and grocer in London, England. And Tanya is a mom, a hairdresser, and the style director at House Salon in Northeast Minneapolis. In the first part of this episode, we're talking to Ramsey. Ramsey and I met when I traveled to Jordan for work. He lives on a family farm outside Amman in a multi-generational household that includes his parents and his kids. He spends his days working remotely, and after helping his own kids with homework and getting them to bed, Ramsey spends a little time at night sitting outside among the olive trees, reflecting on what's happening in our world right now, and how close to home it really feels. Hi. Hi, Brent. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Very good. So good to talk to you again. Yeah, it's so great to talk to you. Um... Uh, unfortunately under some strange circumstances yeah 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 i know uh, aren't we all under the same circumstances right now globally yeah <laughs> yeah isn't that crazy it's crazy it is crazy actually and it's taking it it's all over everywhere here in uh, in the world i mean not in only in jordan or in the states it's actually everywhere yeah so how are you like what is life like for you right now well, it is quite challenging, to be honest, Brent. And uh, I never thought being a superhero would be by sitting on the couch and doing nothing, nothing all day, to be honest. <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's been very hard. Social distancing can be, can be hard. It's not easy. Um, um, but the funny thing about it, I have a full day, a full busy day. I usually wake up and start with my kids doing their homework and attending their online class classes that would last until like maybe 2 or 3 p.m. And after that, I would start my, uh, my, my own work and working from home because as you probably heard, Kusiscope is still operational, but we are all working from home and trying to correspond to our beneficiaries in the field. So yeah. it is still a full-time job, uh, despite the fact that we are working from home and staying home. 
but uh, you need to be what's different about it it's it's a it's basically and you've probably heard this a lot it's a life-changing experience Um, Mm. this is a global situation and i really feel like like all humans now are under the same threat and we've become closer together uh, more compassionate more more uh, tolerant with each other and we face this global threat that we all need to stick together and fight uh, fight it together so there is some sort of at least I'm talking about myself there is some sort of like spiritual cleansing or spiritual formation that I'm, I'm experiencing wow. on a daily basis yeah. like for example after you finish all your duties and all your responsibilities during the day at night, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a habit of new things. Like, for example, I, I sit out at night. We, we live in like a small farm. Uh, we don't have any animals or anything, but we grow olive trees. And it's lovely to look at the stars at night. It's, it makes you think, what caused this? What could have prevented this? And what are the next steps? So it's time for you to meditate, to start thinking about your life appreciating the small stuff, appreciating everyone around you. So it is, at least for me, a life-changing experience, to be honest. I'm imagining you at night after all of your work is done, walking out to the olive trees and like kind of tapping into your spiritual side. Is that something that you have always done, kind of? made a part of your day or is this a new thing for you go like kind of i don't know if you're praying or how you're communicating with the spiritual part of yourself but is this yeah. something new brought on by this crisis it, or is something that it you've is always new. it is new yeah uh, i'm actually able now to appreciate everything around me yani living in such a place yani you could always like on weekends sit outside and look and appreciate the small stuff but now with everything that's happening now i get the chance to really experiencing experience it i never been like i've been distant from like my surroundings from the nature and all that but right now it's like as you mentioned when i walk uh, among the uh, olive trees or walk around and look at the stars it's quite different when you realize you had that all this time but under these circumstances, you got the chance to appreciate it and live it. It's, it's yeah. quite different. You get like to, <laughs> to experience and discover the things around you and notice how much the little things can, can, make, a difference, can make a difference uh, to you. You get the chance to look around. Um, just walking just releases some stress. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. after a long day and after hearing all the, whether it was bad news about the spreading of the virus or the good news about what's happening in your country or neighboring countries, that that gives you a moment for yourself to start thinking and considering the past, the future, and even the present and what you need to do next. Yeah, there's something also about looking up at the stars that makes you feel connected to something bigger than yourself and exactly. also connected to all everyone else on the planet because we are all looking out at the stars you know 
Exactly. That is absolutely true, Brett, because you feel like you are part of something bigger, like you are part of this global global crisis that's happening and there is responsibilities among uh, yani on your shoulder and toward yeah. everybody living around you how to stay active how to stay positive how to uh, spread the uh, good vibes how to to not to listen to rumors the problem is around here that is in addition to the uh, good efforts that happening, uh, there are the rumors that come from, like the mm. let's say the negative uh, vibes from some people who are scared, which is totally understandable under such situation where yeah. people can get scared. But it it makes you realize that there is a, a bigger role for you to 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 follow and to do. You need to be responsible toward your community toward your family, toward your children. So it, it always, every day I, I try to think about like, to, first of all, I need to stay positive in order to, to, to spread the positivity among my family mm-hmm. and think about like, what's, what am I going to do next? The most important thing in, to keep up the good habits, in my opinion, um uh and uh, and maintain uh your momentum people didn't know when the curfew started or the um, uh, shutdown started how long it's gonna last so they were pretty active in the first few days and as days pass by people stra- start to get like a little bit slower or not as active as they used to be so mo- the most important thing you know to keep your momentum and save your energy for the upcoming days. So I always try to think like of the new things to do, uh, things even I want to say to my family, um, how to deal with the small stuff. Because right now, you need to stay alarmed and worried about even the small things. Yani if, if, if God forbids one of your family members get even the tiniest like injury or 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 anything, it's yeah. going to be difficult to take them to a hospital or all that. And at the same time, you need to keep them feel like they're okay and safe and they can practice life as normal as long as it doesn't affect their health. So you try to balance between these things and it can be challenging. But in my opinion, the most important thing is to keep your spirit up, to keep your spirit high, to keep, yeah. to keep positive, to stay positive and uh, maintain your momentum uh okay oh i didn't know there was a curfew how what what is the curfew time and and how well, is that adding to the stress it, it, what it time is, is it? yeah uh it happened it started last thursday here in jordan mm-hmm. our last working day was uh tuesday and on Wednesday, the government uh, declared uh, the civil, uh, the, sorry, the defense law in which they closed all uh, major government uh, entities, uh, all the stores, all commercial stores, everything was shut down. And, mm. uh, and that was after discovering the 20th case of the COVID uh, virus, COVID-19 virus. Right after that, they declared, uh, they, they, they enforced the curfew. Uh, on all cities 
they close the uh, uh, um, uh, moving between cities, uh, transportation, and all that. In a mm-hmm. in a move trying to maintain the the spreading uh, of the COVID nineteen virus. To be honest, um, we. What time that, was the curfew? It was uh, Thursday last week. But like, uh, you have to be inside at night. At what time? You have to be inside home at all times. There is no uh-huh. uh, stepping out. There is no moving. There is nothing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, which was uh, accepted by the people here in Jordan, because yeah. to be honest. Um, the government had taken some really some serious and very good steps toward trying to maintain this um, uh, pandemic. Um, the curfew and the shutdown was um, in an effort to try to um, um, maintain or lower the amount of um, uh, um, interaction between people. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard also uh, about what happened in Jordan, but before the curfew and before uh, the uh, the whole thing uh, got so uh, nationwide, uh, Jordan, um, uh, um, some uh, all the Jordanians that were outside Jordan returned back to Jordan uh, through the flights. There were around five thousand travelers who wow. came back to Jordan. And as a part of the quarantine, the government had sent them to the Dead Sea area and put them all in the all five stars hotel hotels in uh, at the Dead Sea area. Wow! Yeah, I'm not uh, sure if you if you've been to the Dead no. Sea area. No. Uh, uh, it's a quite beautiful place. Um, it's a tourist attraction site. It's the lowest point on Earth. The Dead Sea water is just amazing, and despite that, the the Jordan in general and the Jordan government is quite, um, let's say, is not as wealthy as the rest of the governments out there. But as part of trying to contain the virus spreading and due to the uh, um, um, uh, how busy the uh, other hospitals are, they sent mm-hmm. all the travelers as part of the quarantine to the uh, uh, five stars hotels uh, uh, at the Dead Sea. And they provide them with all the necessary and basic food items, and um, they've been tr- treated really well. And the, wow. the echoes of that uh, gesture was uh, really um, uh, appreciated by everybody. The government had really taken some serious. Actually, when when the whole thing started at Wuhan in China. Jordan was the first country to send its um, uh, national um, airliners, uh, airplanes to to Wuhan to bring all the Jordanians back home. They were the only airline that was allowed to, that actually went to Wuhan in China and brought back all the, the, yeah. So the government is doing its best. Now it's the responsibility of the people to act responsibly. And thankfully, mm-hmm. they have been, and they've been trying to stay at home and um, take care of each other. Do you feel like there has been something in your life or or an experience that you've had that you're drawing from that might have prepared you in some way for what you're going through now? Well, to tell you the truth, um, Brent, 
uh, you've been to Jordan and you've met the people. Yeah. People here are yeah. very um, uh, hospitable. They are very uh, kind. And cultural values play a major role in their life. But these mm-hmm. things are now have changed, especially before the uh, shutdown and the curfew started. For example, they people needed to adapt with a new practice practices and on uh, like best practices on uh, keeping safe and healthy like for example don't shake hands uh, try um, uh, no hugs uh, that kind of stuff you know what i mean and that is yeah. now these things are almost a taboo here and and to a, to a community like to a nation like uh, people in jordan that can be challenging because we're used to greeting each other and always shaking hands and hugging yeah. all that. So that caused like a cultural shock for the people here. So people trying to adapt on that. And it was at the beginning a bit difficult to to raise that awareness. But thankfully, people now are really aware now everywhere. And since the shutdown started, everybody is wearing uh, masks and wearing gloves and trying to stay like three feet away from from the next guy and all that. So uh, raising awareness was also uh, something uh, not easy, but thankfully is, 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 is going the right way right now. For me, what was challenging and what changed for me I'm thinking, yeah. you know, probably is social distancing, being mm-hmm. away from the office, being away from my colleagues, especially that, as you know, Quistiscope is used to to having direct interaction with the beneficiaries and working closely with its beneficiaries. So, so working from home is something was uh, not easy. We're used to the daily work. Um, it's it, it's it's like a beehive <laughs> in the office. Hmm. Everybody is always busy, and, uh, and there is always yeah. interaction. But what we took out from that, and um, this is something that's happening worldwide, and we need to be responsible and. Um, be responsible toward our community, toward ourselves, and all that. So um, the challenge is still there, um, and we're trying to um, to do the best we can in order to overcome this whole thing. Thank you for um, for coming on and and trying to stay positive because I think it's hard for people to stay positive right it's now. Not everyone hard. is, yeah. It's very hard. Ah. It's harder than than I can describe it, Brent. It's like at the end of the day, when you sit with yourself uh, before you go to sleep and start thinking, "What's next?" The the there are some bad ideas that come to your mind and start thinking, "What yes. if? What if things went out of control? What's gonna happen next?" And um, I started watching more documentaries about. Uh, pandemics and about diseases and all that and it's not easy so you try to stay positive because i read somewhere and or i heard it somewhere that fear can cause your um, cortisone hormone or anything to to raise in your body uh, to increase and that will cause your your immune system to go down so it's always good to stay positive and think hmm. and have good thoughts in order to stay to keep your your immune system up so and and as a general 
uh, habit, it's always good to stay positive and trying to have good uh, thoughts about anything in general, to be honest, and be optimistic. Well, um, I am going to try to be more positive today, even because I'm like, okay, I'm starting my day. I've got to stay positive. And, and, and I'm thinking about you and the kids and, and uh, the responsibility Thank of you. a parent to help them stay positive, too. I've always thought about something, Brent, if I may add here. Yeah. Uh, the most important thing you know, to take care of yourself first before taking care of others. You, you've always noticed that on airplanes, when they start to showing these safety regulations and instructions, when they talk about the oxygen mask, they always tell you to, in case of emergency, to put the oxygen mask on your face and then give it to your children. And that's, and that's simply because if you can't help your kids, if you are unable to help your kids, nobody can. So help yourself first and then start to help the others. Be safe, stay healthy, take care of yourself. And so in order for you to be able, to, in order for you to stay strong and be able to help the others around you. That's in my simple opinion. That's what I think we should do. I needed to hear that. You know, <laughs> last night I, um, I was working late, you know, as mm-hmm. up to 11 and then trying to go to bed. And I had, I had a thought at about 9.30, you know, I should go down, you know, maybe take some time, try to relieve a little bit of stress, meditate or read a book or something. And I thought, no, no, I need to get some work done. I need to get some work, mm-hmm. you know, and then I went to bed mm-hmm. right after coming from the, like my little office here mm-hmm. at my house mm-hmm. and I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah, of course you can't. You can't. And I just laid in bed. Yeah, because you didn't give uh, time for yourself. It's as simple as that. Do anything that makes you happy. Do anything that makes you feel good. For example, many days I leave home and... Sorry, I leave work and go home. So um, sometimes I arrive late or I have a lot to do. But I never go to sleep immediately because I need some time for myself. So I yeah. try to sit, do anything. As you said, um, read a book, uh, practice a hobby. I have a hobby that I keep, uh, I try to practice as much as I can. I build like small scale model airplanes and paint them and all that. Oh, wow. That's to me, uh, that's a stress reliever, huge stress reliever. The most important thing in you know, to give some time for yourself, always uh, do something that will make you happy, despite how small it is. Watch a movie, watch a, uh, read a book, do anything you want. Just take a walk, uh, dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just do anything. Just to 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 stay, to be able to stay happy and stay positive. Positive. And I praise you for what you're doing right now. Talking to other people and listening to their experience can really help one in understanding his situation and how he's related to everybody around him. So whatever you do, always find a time for yourself, just for yourself, in order for you to be able to continue and keep giving more and more to the people around you. Yeah, I need to hear that. I'm I'm going to be better about it today, I've decided. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Um, do you have any other words of encouragement for anyone who might be listening? Well, uh, this is 
this is not an easy situation. I know it's it's tough to uh, to talk about this whole thing. It all came out on us as a surprise. Nobody was expecting this, but we can control what happens next. Number one, yeah. be positive. Try to stay happy. Try to be alert to everything that's happening around you. Follow the rules, the instructions, anything that comes from your uh, government. Uh, try to raise awareness about the situation. Uh, practice uh, healthy habits. Uh, all that. I. It's. It's different, but uh, from place to place but we're all in this together the most important thing is to 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 show solidarity to all humanity in general everywhere and this is a good time for us to leave our problems aside and leave our disputes aside and and start thinking as for the benefit of the human beings in general yeah i i really am grateful for you know, I've always been grateful for what you and the team at Questscope are doing. And I'm particularly grateful right now for just how much positivity that you're putting into the world and and into my world right now and into the people listening um, right now. And I know also into everyone you're connected to at home and through your work and through your community. Thank you. Um, all of that really matters. And I, and I just really appreciate it. Thank you. Can I say a small thing about what we've been trying to do here also with the youth? As oh, yeah. you know, we work with the marginalized youth, uh, Brent, yeah. um, with the uh, kids, uh, with the young, uh, younger generation. Um, since the shutdown started, the most, excuse me, the most effective way of communication for us was through the social media channels and mm-hmm. through WhatsApp and Facebook pages. And yeah. as you know, um, Questiscope is involved in the non-formal education for uh, school uh, dropouts. So we've been trying to stay in direct communication with them through the WhatsApp groups. We started creating like these um, uh, awareness videos that are actually made by the staff and by the uh, beneficiaries, the youth themselves, and we've been posting them on our social uh, media channels on the Quizscope's mm. uh, 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 Facebook page, and we're trying to maintain the uh, the uh, the NFE activities, the non-formal education activities, by trying to. Uh, communicating directly with uh, through social media with uh, 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 with the beneficiaries and the facilitators who are working closely with them from home also of course we're trying yeah. to keep people stay positive we're trying to include this awareness campaign in the uh, uh, with the kids directly and their families in order to keep them engaged and to show them that we are committed to the cause and we are committed to everything they've been doing and trying to stay positive with them. Um, have you felt like you've had a good reaction from that community? Yes, we did actually. Uh, the, the, re- the impact of that was that uh, that came through the Ministry of Education 
because they have um, um, appreciated our work directly with the beneficiaries, especially that the government right now in Jordan here under some serious um, uh, uh, pressure to keep the formal education going, whether it was yeah. through videos or social media channels and all that. So the so the non-formal education, uh, we felt like... Um, it is our duty to keep it going as well and keep people engaged. So we are continuing in doing that remotely with the with the, uh, with the youth um, from their homes through the uh, channels that I've just described to you. And and the families uh, uh, of the beneficiaries uh, are really appreciative for what everything that we've been trying to do. And in addition, we are trying to work closely with other government entities to see how we can be of support to them or anything. It's uh, it's um, being responsible and to feel that you're part of the community is something very important that uh, that we should, that Quisisco been focusing on and trying to work, uh, work on uh, since the start of this uh, crisis. Well, I um, I know that Questcope is uh, is one of the most committed teams Thank um, out there, and always always thinking about Thank you. Uh, the people that you work for, the youth and their families and their um, their communities out there, um, and all of the structures that support them. Thank you. You should uh, when this is all over, you should come back here to Jordan, uh, Brent. Do you know I would love that? I would love that so. <laughs> much we'd love to have you here well hopefully when i do come uh the hugs can come back yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely there um, is an, the, sorry oh, go ahead no go ahead there is an initiative that's been uh, circulating on social media here in jordan uh, as a as a response from the people back to the government for all the good things that they've been doing and no, we are thinking that when, once all this this is over uh, for people to take their vacations in Jordan and go to the places, to the tourist attraction sites, uh, to the uh, hotels everywhere in order to show appreciation for the government in, in everything they've done so far. Uh, so I, we, we all look forward for all this to be over and for the, the, the whole pandemic to be over in order to stay pay uh, respect and show everybody who was involved in 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 helping in this uh, that everybody is so appreciative and we do appreciate all the efforts efforts that have been taking from everyone here yeah yeah uh we we'll all have to do our part of course definitely well, thank you uh, so much for, for talking to me and for sharing what life is like from uh, your part of the world. And, Anytime. Um, and Please. yeah, I, I am just uh, hoping so much uh, for your family to enjoy everything that there is to enjoy right now, the time together, the olive trees, looking at the stars, all of those things. And uh, yeah, and I, and I hope uh, to talk again soon. Well, sure thing, uh, Brent. It's been lovely talking to you. And actually, it's for me too. Um, uh, um, I was a little wor worried to be asked what to talk about and what to say. But uh, just talking about the situation is a, is, is a relief 
to share your thoughts and fears and uh, ideas about the situation with someone else uh, is quite uh, relieving and it's it's quite uh, you you uh, it's it's much better it's easier it's so good it feels good to talk about the situation with other people and express everything that you're feeling so good luck to you um, uh, keep doing this uh, and stay positive and stay be safe and stay healthy thanks so much Ramsey sure we'll talk to you soon we'll talk soon in the second part of this episode we're talking to Kelly Kelly and I studied abroad together in Oxford England She and her husband, Andrew, met in Austin, Texas, and live now in London, where last fall, they opened a neighborhood food shop. They've been working nonstop since the virus shut down the UK, delivering eggs, milk, and grocery essentials to London customers. And when we talked, Kelly said that when they first opened the shop, they never imagined the kind of work they're doing now. Hello. Hello. Oh my God. Um, this is so nice. Wait, so this is the real thing. This is the real thing. We're okay. really having a, a real We're actual talking. recording okay. now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> this is the real thing. People um, are listening to us right oh now. Wait. Except in the future. Okay, but good. like, this is time travel. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I have like obviously a million questions I could ask you, but um, this is about kind of the life in the time of coronavirus. So, um, how is your life? <laughs> Busy. In this crazy time? Like, yeah, I'm honestly a bit envious of everybody's Instagram pictures of their bread and cats um, because it's just been like. Wait. Can you start your answer over? Because oh, yeah. I, I think it just went away and oh, came back. Don't worry. I was just saying it's been really busy and that I've just been yeah. a bit jealous of everybody's Instagram pictures of their bread that they're baking and things because um, <laughs> it's not been my experience. I've just been yeah. eating pasta and leftover pasta for <laughs> days <laughs> um, <laughs> just with po- a jar of sauce, <laughs> not even anything else added. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's just been, um, cause we, my Andrew, my, my, um, partner and I own a, a food shop. And so obviously we're really grateful that we're still trading because we just opened our shop pretty recently. Um, yeah. but it's been like really busy, busier than usual. And oh. also trying to switch to getting everything online. So we don't have people coming inside the shop anymore has yeah. been just taking a lot of time. So that's why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if you'll know this about me, <laughs> it's, uh, but um, before I studied abroad in Oxford, I did an online catalog for a baby store. I don't think I knew so that. So I actually, I actually do know how, I mean, we spent all summer in a windowless room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, catalog, like in some, it was like a back storage room. So it was like baby stuff all around <laughs> me and then like a computer. And I was like, writing descriptions for everything in their store so i do actually know how much work that is (laughs) we haven't done descriptions (laughs) that would be like oh my gosh yeah no i can imagine but did you have to make up the descriptions for the baby products yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like look online for like 
<laughs> for like what nipple covers were, yeah. you know, and like why you would need them. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. And, yeah, that was the that was definitely the part of the store where I was like, "Wow, I am learning so much." That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's it's so much work to put all that stuff online. Yeah. Like a lot of work. Yeah, and we kind of like we you know we just did it in like one day basically, <laughs> and oh my god, um, it's still we had to we closed the shop the online shop. So yeah, we did it in one day basically because we wanted it was just like it was getting out of hand. We tried to limit it to just one person coming in the shop at a time, but we still yeah. felt like there wasn't enough space for people to be social distancing and people um, just didn't understand. And we're like, lots of people would try to come in and yeah, it was just really stressful. So that's why we decided to like close the front and just do deliveries and click and collect. And then, um, so we kind of, we had to do it like really quickly, obviously, because any other time that we we're losing we'd be like losing sales and losing product because yeah. a lot of the stuff we sell is like really fresh um so that it was kind of crappy i mean it were it worked it's still kind of crappy it still works but the first week we didn't put inventory levels in anything because we didn't have time and then it was like a nightmare by the end of the week because we were out of like eggs and milk and had to like just call everybody and tell them that we were like out of half their order and it was really crappy. So we just turned the site off for a few days yeah. and then like actually did a stock take and then yeah, put it up a little bit better, but yeah. It's crazy because I get, you know, like I obviously follow y'all on Instagram and like half of the things that I see are like, they still have eggs. They still have eggs, you know? And like, people are so excited that you have eggs. If you need eggs, go to Middle Lane Market. They have eggs. They have eggs. Yeah. It's like, it is, it is like really ridiculous. That's the most exciting thing right now. Like, I can't tell you how many people have messaged me being like, do you guys have bread flour? And people are like, this is like gold. And I'm like, it's literally like, we're making 10 pence off of this, but I have to be like, we've got flour. Come on down. We're going to deliver. We're going to cycle this flour to you that weighs two and a half kilograms for 10 pence. But that's like the most exciting thing happening right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, but that's the thing. That's, that's what's happening right now. That's yeah. what's happening. No, it is. Flour is um, exciting. <laughs> yeah. So um, what is London like right now? I mean, it's a very dense city yeah what's it like yeah so it's i mean we live we live in north london and um it's still technically london it's still within like the m25 which is like the circular highway Mm -hmm. that goes around london it's still well within that but it's also like really residential and really different from like anywhere really central so i can't speak to the whole city and like we're lucky because we our shop is just like a 15 minute walk away from where we live. So we, for the past few months, we've pretty, we've mostly been staying in our neighborhood anyway. And we just walk there. So like we, I haven't taken public transport in a really long time. And um, yeah, I don't know what the rest of the city is like, but for here, like it honestly kind of still seems normal when you're just walking on the street, which is kind of weird to me. Like there's still a lot of people out and people aren't supposed to be out. We are like kind of in the lockdown, but you're allowed to go out still if you're like exercising or doing necessary shopping. Um, a lot of the like any shop that's not like a food shop is supposed to have closed or like, you know, yeah. an, essential, an essential business. Um, yeah. But I think like even to be honest, Andrew was saying he saw he walked by a cafe 
that he thought was still open and that people were sitting down inside of, and that's not supposed to be happening. But I think that like, they're not, they haven't yet started policing it at all. Um, Mm. so I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I think that it's been from what I've heard, I honestly don't read the news very much now. Um, but today's was a really bad day in the UK for deaths. And so I think that they'll probably put in stricter measures in place in the next few days. We'll see. It's so nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, no one's failing as bad as we are, though, across the pond. <laughs> oh, how's it <laughs> wah, there? Wah, sad trombone. It's bad. It's bad, Kelly. It's Oh, gosh. It's really bad. It's bad politically. It's bad. Yeah. Um, it's bad with, like... Yeah. Uh, I mean, just the number of cases is so astronomically crazy. <sighs> um, and and it, And we have so many questions about it. Like, why is it so bad here? And, yeah. Um, how could the promise of like our ability to handle something like this have been, how could it have been so like wrong? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so it's, it's bad. Here. And I mean, to a degree in that, like, I remember I was telling Andrew like earlier tonight, whenever this was starting and it was really like at this point isolated in China, the UK health minister said like, we've got it totally under control. We're going to be able to handle this. And at the time I was like, that's such a bad idea to like start saying stuff like that. Cause you have no idea what's going to happen. And obviously yeah. like they didn't. And I mean, I, yeah, I just don't know. I'm not, I obviously don't know much about like government or politics or how things like this work. But to me, it just seems like, nobody was prepared enough and everybody was overconfident about their ability to handle it. So I don't know. Um, I, uh, you know, what does it feel like to be one of the people who actually has a, like a significant job to do right now? Honestly, in a, like in a good way, it's been so busy that I haven't even had time to think about it. So like, I think that that is like, yeah, really a blessing right now. And that's part of why like I don't really know what's going on um, in a larger in the like in the larger scheme of things mm-hmm. because I've just been so focused on like my little job right now, which is just like fulfilling people's orders <laughs> for food. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I think it's a really good thing because if I have too much time to think, honestly, it's not very good for me. Um. And I'll, I would just feel like probably really depressed and get in a rut. So. I'm grateful that I have something that I can do that feels useful and important. And I'm grateful that it's distracting me from boredom or just um, being anxious and stressed for sure. Um, And your, how long your shop hasn't been open for a full year. Is that right? We opened in October. So it's only been like six months. And could you, I mean, of course you couldn't have imagined (laughs) like the craziness of owning a food shop now (laughs) like (laughs) no (laughs) yeah we did not i mean (laughs) we didn't so wild (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean like i'm so like yeah it's been a weird it's been a weird time thinking that and like especially as we're still in touch with all of the people in the shop that we used to work in and um thinking about like what it would have been like if we hadn't left, you know, but I think for one, like I am really grateful that 
we are in a position where we have complete control over what we do right now. And Mm -hmm. that like, you know, if we want to keep our shop open, but decide that people can't come inside, I'm grateful we can do that versus if we worked in a shop where we were still having to work, but didn't have control over like how the customers were allowed yeah. to interact with us. You know, some what of I mean? the supermarkets or yeah, something. Yeah, like exactly. Like yeah. I really feel for people in that position. Um, because I think that they're like a lot more vulnerable than we are. And yeah. um I'm also grateful, like I think, you know, it's been really hard, obviously, for businesses that are established to adapt. And I think like we, you know, we put our online shop up in a day because we're, we were able to do that because partially because we're new and because, um, it's just the two of us. And because like, you know, we don't need to have the marketing team sign off of something and someone else take a picture and somebody else write the copy. You know what I mean? We just did it like, and it was not perfect, but it was done. So like there's, there are like, I'm glad that it happened now when we're at this stage, actually, versus like if we had been, you know, more uh, larger more, or yeah, larger or... and more established and more set in mm-hmm. ways. If we'd had staff, like I'm really, really grateful. We're not responsible. We don't have any employees, so we're not responsible for anybody else's income right now or anybody yeah. else's well-being like in that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that would be so that would be so hard. Yeah. Be really hard. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I know what it's like to be very busy. Um, I am busy for a totally different reason. I'm like fully just eating like baby scraps for meals. <laughs> <laughs> like literally I like <laughs> give Phoebe like peas and pears, which you won't eat. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat those. Guess it's peas like, and pears. <laughs> I guess it's a piece of Paris for my lunch. <laughs> um, but I, you know, like you're bit, you're super busy at work. Um, are there any surprises for you right now? Like maybe stuff that people are ordering or, or. Yeah. Um, I've been, well, okay. This is not, this is random maybe, but I've been surprised. We've had, we like, you know, we're a neighborhood shop in a specific neighborhood in London and we've had people put in orders who live in like the other side of London. And I'm like, what? I'm like, really? First what? of all, like, how did they know about us? Secondly, like, I can't believe there's, I mean, there has to be a shop near them that's doing it. And I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy. Um, and they, wait, then they, they come and do a pickup? Usually. So we have a courier, um, who's this, he's like, he's so amazing. He used to deliver our bread for us and he's a freelance courier. And, um, we have, we've used him for like odd courier jobs in the past. And so he's doing now on Fridays, like a route for us of all of the deliveries that are outside of our neighborhood. So we just have to tell people they have to wait till Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like major. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that's been like that's been a surprise. I don't know. I'm imagining someone on a bike, also. By the way, is that no, right? No, he's a like a, he has a van. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's yeah, yeah. He's a car, okay. a car courier. Yeah. We have okay, one of our friends who was. I think I'm saying this word right. I don't even know. Furloughed. Do you know that mm-hmm. word? It's been mm-hmm. thrown around. Okay. I was like, I didn't know that word until yeah. a few days ago. But mm-hmm. we all know it now. You now everyone knows. It. <laughs> um, so one of our friends who's been furloughed is uh, doing some cycling deliveries for us. 
um, which is cool because cool before Andrew and I were just walking them everywhere and it was taking forever. <laughs> 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 um, but so, yeah, that's been a surprise. And then there have been things that have happened that like I just didn't think about, like one of our suppliers who um, we've always gotten stuff from him on a Friday. He makes smoked bacon and smoked salmon and different smoked meats. Um, mm-hmm. he's had to change his production schedule because so that nobody is overlapping in this space so that everybody's mm-hmm. social distancing. So that means like they're making it a lot less frequently now. And oh, they're yeah. the day that we get it delivered has changed. And so like, right, there's been a lot of, I guess, small surprises like that. I don't know if that's what you mean. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> are, are people still buying like the more like more specialty items? Um, yeah, outside a... of bread and flour, or bread <laughs> flour and and eggs and things. Yeah, it's a mix. Like um, we've like so we've changed our what we're like selling to make it a lot more everyday stuff. Like we have always had eggs and milk and yeah. cheese and stuff, but we've re only you know, recently started selling things like, um, like baking soda, um, tins of beans and stuff like that. Like, so we used to do a lot of bulk stuff like, um, package, you know, people would bring their own containers and we'd have dry beans and dry Mm -hmm. grains and we're not refilling people's containers anymore. So like we have plastic pots that we're using, but as those are running out, like we're starting to just get in bagged stuff. But so people are buying that stuff, but then people are still buying like wine, um, like mm-hmm. a lot of wine has been selling the last few weeks because <laughs> people, I think like maybe because people aren't going out to bars and pubs, mm-hmm. um, people are FaceTime drinking their friend with their friends or just bored. I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah. Or sad. And, or, or Yeah. Or that. Or sad whining. <laughs> Yeah. yeah right. Andrew and I have been drinking a lot less, unfortunately, but I mean, maybe fortunately. <laughs> it sounds like you don't have time. Yeah. I think that's really the thing. Like we usually come home, especially last week when the online shop just started. Cause we were like, it took us a few days to kind of catch up. So we were just yeah. hitting home and going to sleep. And then I would like wake up at four in the morning, super stressed out and then just go in and start doing orders. So like, Oh uh, yeah, we didn't have time, but I'm having, I'm wow. having a, a half of a glass right now. <laughs> oh, good for you. Yeah. And you have time to talk to me, and which I have is time. nice. I know. Yay. Yay. Yeah, we, we decided to close an extra day, um, each week just to give us like a little bit of a break. So that's great. Yeah. Um, so life is totally different than you expected it to be right now. Mm. Um, and you have, you changed a lot of your life to kind of pursue this dream and this family that you have established in North London. Um, what, like, I don't know, how are you kind of processing the fact that you're in this moment right now? Like, does it feel weird? Are you just waiting for it to be over? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, kind of what I was saying, I think I haven't fully processed it. The other mm. the other day, um, like a week ago maybe, it kind of – like so Andrew and I were supposed to go to Texas in May. And mm. um, we actually got really lucky because the airline emailed us right after Trump announced the travel ban and canceled. They refunded us and they weren't supposed to because it's outside of the travel ban 
or at least it was at that time. And um, we got really lucky that they made an error <laughs> and they realized <laughs> that they made an error and they told us that they did, um, but that they were still going to refund us. So that was really nice. And That's so nice. Um, we've like known that our trip was going to be canceled, you know, yeah. for some time. And I was just kind of thinking about it like a week ago, maybe, and thinking like, wow, like I haven't seen, I haven't been back in over a year and like realistically, you know, it might be another year to like can go back now. And, yeah. um, I haven't seen my, you know, my grandpa is like 88 and my nephew, I have three nephews and I haven't seen them. And just thinking about like, that was when it really hit me, I think, for a minute, you know, thinking, yeah. I really hope I get to see my grandpa again. And, yeah. um, and like, I just don't want to, yeah, it just sucks to wait a year. But, yeah. yeah. That's the, so, like, aside from that, though, I'm kind of just trying to not think about it and just trying to, like, just take it a day at a time and, like, just focus on the shop. Something else um, is where our landlord told us, well, yeah, our landlord told us like a few weeks ago that we were, we needed to move flats. <laughs> what? Uh, because now? <laughs> I know because he has, he bought this flat before we moved in and the previous owners had applied for an extension and they got the planning permission for it. So like they're going to add a room onto the flat. And the planning permission expires in October. Um, so we found a new flat. This was like, this was like when it was kicking off. Like, you know, we like said to the mm -hmm. letting agents like, oh, we're not going to shake your hands. Like that, it was like that stage, but nobody was like, it wasn't super serious yet. So we found a flat, but the whole like referencing and everything's taken forever, especially because Andrew and I like don't actually really have an income <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's really crappy. So oh my God. they, they approved us today and I'm sure that they're like, just like going to take us no matter what now, because they realize that nobody else is going to take the yeah. flat because they can't yeah. do it. Um, but then, <laughs> yes, I wrote our landlord an email and I was like, look, like we really, really, really don't want to move, especially right now. And like, honestly, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this construction right now. And honestly, like, even if you do, I don't know if you're going to be able to find someone else to move in. And like, wouldn't you just rather have some guaranteed rental income and let us stay here for another year? Um so he wow. wrote back and said, okay. And that was it. And I was like. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> okay. Like, okay, done. That was what he said. <laughs> that was it. And I was like, okay, can you call me so we can like talk about it? Um, that was a few hours ago and I haven't heard from him. Oh my <laughs> and I don't have his phone number. And I only have his email address. I've never what? even like met him because we rented it through a. <sighs> A letting agency so anyway i'm like <laughs> hoping that we don't have to move <laughs> but oh i just yeah it feels like this massive like state of limbo and like every day is just waiting <laughs> um but yeah i really like if we don't have to move and i can just focus on the shop that'd be really great <laughs> and yeah <laughs> yeah i think it would be really great <laughs> <laughs> never mind like how are you gonna move like how yeah, that's what i said in the letter i was like you know we can't drive a moving van we don't want to hire movers because they're not even supposed to come right now like the uk has issued guidance saying don't move unless you have to and like 
we can't get sick. If we get sick, obviously, we have to close our business. And there's no, we don't, like the UK is doing a lot of um, benefits for different people, but we don't qualify for any of them because we're not employed because we haven't been self-employed long enough to qualify for the self-employed benefits because we've not not filed taxes yet as self-employed. So um, that's okay. But that's like one of the reasons why we have to keep trading, of course. And even closing for like a few days to move would be like, you know, really hard on us financially, much less like if we got sick because one of our movers was ill or because like the mm-hmm. house that we moved into someone in it was ill and you know what I mean? It's God. just like not, not what I want to deal with right now. <laughs> I mean, we're like laughing about it, but like good grief, like actually good grief. That is, um, this is too much. Yeah. I've been like, wondering, I've been like Googling it to be like, what's happening in Italy right now to like people like, that were supposed to be moving house and like, who do you pay rent? Because like, you know, if we sign that lease that we have to pay our rent and we had to give them, we had to tell them, sorry, this is too much information, but we had to tell them that we would pay six months rent up front to get them to accept us since we don't have any proof of income. So like we have to pay our entire savings essentially to move into this oh flat, which God. I really don't want to like do that right now, tie up our entire savings. Um, and then what if like we can't even move in because of- We can't of, get movers. We can't get movers. And then what if we like have to still pay our current landlord rent? Like I'm like, what? I just don't, I just wish that they would just say like, I just wish it would be really clear <laughs> what's supposed to happen in this situation. <laughs> I I can see why you are really focused on uh, just delivering the eggs and bread flour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to make an Instagram story and forget about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I I do think that people should follow you on Instagram at middle lane market. Um, So they can find out about all the North London food offerings. (laughs) I mean, truly, it's it's like so fun to follow. And I'm like, look at these beautifully stamped eggs. Like who's stamping eggs? Like I don't even know how a stamped egg happens. (laughs) It's round. It's right now. (laughs) I wonder if the stamp is round. (laughs) I mean, like concave or like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, egg shaped. Egg shaped. You know? Yeah. Or if. Or if the chicken is just a special chicken <laughs> and out it comes with a stamp. Um, <laughs> that's not what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So um, I, I I do like have to get to another interview. Okay. Um, actually. <laughs> Sorry. But no, no, no. I This is perfect timing. And I just always like to ask um, if you have any encouragement for anyone out there who's listening who might just need a little a little boost, a little kind words from a stranger out in the world. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we're all going to get through this because like we all can't not get through this. So, you know, I think the most important thing we can do is just to stay positive and try to help someone else that we can right now. Yeah. And uh, you and Andrew are doing so much. So thanks for doing it. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Talk soon. Thanks, Brent. Bye. Bye.
In the last part of this episode, we're talking to Tanya. Tanya works at House Salon in Minneapolis, which temporarily closed a few weeks ago when Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz ordered non-essential businesses to shut their doors. Tanya has since been home with her kids and her husband. She says it's been nonstop with a completely new routine and a few very creative ways to work out some built-up anxiety. Hi, Tanya. It's so good to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, so, have we been in quarantine? Would you say we've been in quarantine for two weeks? Is that I, I a week f- and a half? Yeah, definitely two. A solid two. I feel like I'm pushing on the three because I, I, um, I actually took a couple days off. And it was like we, we were going to go to a concert and we like instantly was like, Skip the concert, quarantine. So I feel like I have a few bonus days. Um, okay, so um, how is your life right now? How how are things going for you? Um, you know, I if you would have asked me last week, I I would have been like, it's fine, it's it's good. We're managing. Here are all the productive things I'm doing. And then the last few days, I feel like that all like came crashing down. Oh, no, I mean not in a bad way, but maybe I I I'm maybe like queen of emotion suppression and eventually you know it just kind of comes around and catches up with you and so you know I had a I had to switch today from listening to Nora Jones to um just like straight up like old punk music because (laughs) it, it was it was like bringing up emotions and I didn't even know where from so I was like screw this punk time you know Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I um, I tend to be. This is so embarrassing, but I'll oh. admit it. So you know when Spotify does their uh, you know, year in review or whatever, and they kind of tell you what music you've listened to all year. Yeah. It revealed to me that the most uh, listened to genre of music is uh, adult standards. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm listening to a lot of coffee table jazz. Oh God, that's great though. <laughs> I mean, I guess I always have music on when I'm working, but also I've realized since I've been in quarantine that also I I play uh, jazz music as just a background when the kids are around Yeah, um, because I think I find it soothing. Although I think I'm with you. I'm starting to feel like uh, it's, I need a little bit more energy and a little bit more um, edge Yeah, because I feel the edge. Yeah. Same. Yeah. (laughs) um okay so uh do you think that like this change for you is uh, like an emotional change or like logistically are things getting harder too um I think I I think like you know two weeks it's like uh, you could reasonably take a two-week vacation right so two weeks is like manageable right Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then once you cross over into the extended amount of time that you would never take off from work it's like just like who even am I I don't work (laughs) I don't you know it was kind of like that like I'm just a stay-at-home mom now and oh my god that I mean I adore my children but I am better for them when I can leave them on occasion and you know I have have a yeah I okay so I, I, something's changed. It's changing. Something's changing. I would have told you 
three weeks ago that I am not a stay-at-home dad. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be a stay-at-home dad. I've never wanted to be a stay-at-home dad. I'm not the stay-at-home dad kind of person. Yeah. Um, I, and I, you know, I don't know, ask me again in a month and I might have a different answer for you, but something is changing where all of a sudden I'm like, I think I am a stay at home dad. <laughs> so you're going the other way. <laughs> well, I, I just don't think I have a choice is yeah. the problem. You yeah. know, it's like, it doesn't matter what I want. Right. Same. Because <laughs> my husband, um, he's in tech. So he is working from the dungeon basement all week and his mm-hmm. day is normal. You know, he just sits on a computer all, not just, I mean, it's, he can work. That's great. But he, you know, his day hasn't changed much, except he's not in an office, you know? And so, yeah, I guess I think when, when this first began, it was like, um, Oh, I can see this kind of being like, you know, look at the bright side. We're Mm going to do all this. I'm going to get all these things done. Mm -hmm. And then, and then like a few days later, I was like, Oh shit. No, I'm not because I'm actually like, I, there's no way I can't get anything done. You it's know? impossible with kids. Absolutely. Like yeah. I, 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 I just, there's not, I don't do anything else. I'm, I, I will say I've gotten to where uh, Phoebe will fold laundry with me. Ugh. And angel. I, <laughs> I know, I know a true angel. And I, I for however long that stays fun, I'm going to live in that yes. joy. For she stayed. So there are some moments where I'm like, okay, we're like going to put some laundry away. But forget like any other, you know, spring cleaning. People are talking yeah. about spring cleaning now. Like who, 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 who's doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like every week there's like a new theme of things that I want to do, you know, and yeah. I, I can get a little bit done. Like um, the first week I was determined to like propagate little pieces of all my plants Mm-hmm. and repot them and plant them and you know just like move everything around and so I did do that that felt good um and then I've made too many um like baked goods oh yeah just fly through the house you know oh my god I don't know how we've eaten a whole cake in like <laughs> it 48 was, hours basically it was, a, it was a beautiful cake though I saw a picture of that oh it was you know and it was neon green which yeah. uh, was by Phoebe's request nice so she wanted a green cake, which, you know, for her birthday, we asked her what kind of, what, what kind of cake she wanted for her yeah. birthday. Charlie asked her yeah. and she said, brown. Oh, <laughs> she wanted brown cake. Yeah. Like, okay. Brown cake. I agree with her. I only want my yeah. cake brown because chocolate. It's I don't think it was chocolate though. I think she just wanted a brown cake. <laughs> she she, I, she had this, she had this phase where brown was her favorite color. Smart. I like that. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway okay so um so you're you're basically spending a lot of time at home what is the day like for you um well I stay in bed as long as possible in the morning (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and Will gets up and does breakfast with the with the boys Mm-hmm. Um, and then That's I, nice. yeah, I, and then I either shower or work out right away. And I always try to get like a little ready, like not, you know, full work day ready, but, um, like I don't put on makeup, but I always put on earrings mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then I go downstairs and once I'm down there, he basically goes to work in the basement and 
me and the kids start whatever we're doing. Um, we've had some days of, you know, like a really well thought out. Um, what was that noise? That was my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang, uh, that, something's getting started, but it was just a text it message. It sounded thing. dramatic, though. I know. Me? Sorry. Um, but yeah, we, so I've done, um, I've been freezing their small toys in ice blocks <laughs> and so they can hammer them out. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So, um, it, <sighs> it takes a while to, um, for them to hammer them out, but, um, have like an actual hammer. Is this some kind of like wooden they're, hammer? They're little wooden hammers and, um, oh my God, that is awesome. Yeah. And it started with like, you know, a few like uh, kind of bread size um, trays. And then it went up to like a milk carton. And then it went up to like a full um, container of ice, um, like oh this God. big block. So we do that. We try to get outside in the morning half. And I let them watch a little, a little show while I make lunch. Mm -hmm. um, and then Will puts them down for nap. Oh, nice. So then I... I think he gets to do that. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. So then I either, you know, either work out or meditate or yoga or zone nap. out on my phone, you know. I yeah. haven't napped yet. I should. Oh. But I, I feel like then I'm wasting my little bit of time alone, you know. I know. it's that's a, Isn't that weird? How, yeah. like, how much anxiety that, like, little bit of time is, like, I have to use it well. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Totally. And I watch the clock yeah. ticking down as it's go oh. as they know they're going to get up, you know? Yeah. Today I had, um, I, I was about like 30 minutes where I knew, um, I had like a call at three 30 for one of these podcasts and, and I knew, um, both kids were going to be asleep for that long. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to, I think I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. You know, NASA says, you know, 20 minutes is a great time amount of time for nap <laughs> in terms of REM cycle or something. I don't know. Did don't you go me on this? Look it up. But <laughs> did you take um, a nap? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I started, I was like, I just want to look at the count for the news because I feel like it's important to keep yeah. up to date because yeah. all of a sudden, if you don't look like it's going to be three times the amount of cases uh, in like two days. Right. Yeah. And so I just feel like I need, I need to be less shocked. So I feel like I look at the news once a day. Okay. So, so I went to go look at the thing and I just fell into this news rabbit hole and all yeah. of a sudden my window for the nap was gone. Yeah, so yeah, it goes fast. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, I then what? They wake up, and um, I feel like they wake up, and we usually like color or do something else, um, or go for a walk, and then it's like okay, time to start making dinner, and yeah. and then it's yeah, it's just like a it's a cycle that hasn't. Did you feel at first <laughs> that like? Like at first I was like, what am I going to do next? Like, what am I going to do all day? Yeah. And then now I feel like we have a rhythm. Right. Absolutely. It just yeah. means we've like been doing this long enough to yeah, have built a whole new routine to, around it. Yeah, exactly. To get one going. And... Isn't that crazy? It yeah. feels crazy to me. I know. Well, and then I have, you know, I have a 17 year old here too. Oh. 
<laughs> which oh I know, which, you know, she doesn't come out too often, but <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't come out to break the ice blocks. I mean, she, that no. sounds like therapeutic to me. So no, I know, right. Give her a hammer. You should freeze her phone in an ice block. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's too expensive. I'd have to replace it. <laughs> uh, you should get a fake. Okay. This would be really funny. You should get a fake phone. Yeah. Like, you know, someone's toss out phone yeah. or whatever. Freeze that in a big enough ice block that it's obscured and be like, I froze your phone if you want it. You have to break this idea. You know, just hide Ooh. your phone somewhere. Yeah. Or I could put it in a waterproof bag. Oh, yeah. You know? See, and then put it in some jello. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't actually want to hammer the phone, which oh, could that's happen. Right. That's you know? right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we did yeah. break a few toys in hammering them out like a zombie, a little zombie toy lost a foot. But I'm like, he's a zombie. It's fine. Yeah. He's going to be fine. Like, yeah. literally, he'll be fine. He's a zombie. Yeah. He right. doesn't even need it. Mm-mm, he doesn't yeah. <laughs> um okay so can we talk about work for a minute sure i uh want to know kind of what you're missing about it right now if you um, mind talking about it yeah i i miss um my clients my coworkers. um yeah. i miss like taking pictures of hair and before and afters and interacting with everybody and i'm kind of um like, I don't know, what do they call those people? Like a introverted extrovert or ex- whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I... Well, which one are you? And then, I, don't, and then... I don't know. I think I'm... <laughs> I, I like to um, be... I'm During the day, I'm super extroverted. And then when I come mm-hmm. home, I'm more introverted. And so I don't have that. So I'm kind of out of whack, you know? Like, yeah. I'm out of balance. Yeah, Charlie always says that he's an introvert, and I'm like, no, you're just a hairdresser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just, just been come so- home and spend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do you have people calling you, like asking what to do about their hair at home? Not really. I really don't. Um, you know, I have people like little messages either on Instagram or the few people that I've had in my chair for like 19 years that'll shoot me a text and, um, I don't mind. I like you know, being like, Hey, how's it going? Um, just earlier, somebody sent me a picture of her pixie with bobby pins in it to get it out of her face. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, Oh, cute. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. I, um, I saw one of, uh, Charlie's clients. Who's also a good friend of ours. Um, we were out walking and, uh, we went by her house and she came down to the edge of her yard. And so, you know, we're across the street from her, but we're talking and she was like, tell Charlie that I cut the back of my hair. Oh no. Uh, you know, trim the back of my hair today. Oh, and I was like, back. I know who, I, who knows, who knows what it's going to be like when yeah. uh, she shows up in the chair again. Yeah. I, That's um, good. do you, do you anticipate that being like totally wild? Um, I, I guess like when I, you go back to work. I don't know what I anticipate. I, I think it'll be like, just so different, you know, like I, I think about, um, are we all going to work closely together right away? Cause that seems Mm -hmm. weird. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I I just anticipate the hair being so wacky. Like every person who sits in your chair, you're going (laughs) to have to like, take bring back to life basically right like <laughs> you know? what did you do what did you do <laughs> exactly or some people just just come in so mangy yeah you know? yeah or if they um if they did go into their own hair like i did i cut my own hair 
and which I've, I've done before, but I, this time I went too far. I went, (laughs) (laughs) I did. And I'm like, well, on the bright side, I have a month for these to grow out. These bangs. Yeah. (laughs) Too short. Oh my God. Way too short. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I have, I haven't, uh, you know, I, I thank goodness live with, um, a hairdresser and, I I'm letting it grow. I'm like, yeah, don't touch it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. About my long hair, it looks good, dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow we're all home next to our showers, but we're showering less. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I God, I, I mean, I did. I showered today, and um, it was great. But also, I was, you know, I was like getting ready to shower. It was super exciting, and I was like, I don't remember the last time I showered. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like we're all home and we're showering less. I, uh, as a, as a parent of young kids, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, w- <laughs> I literally wake up and like, I'm immediately with kids. Like when yeah. am I showering? Right. Um, but for people, I mean, that's going to sound so judgy, but <laughs> people who don't have kids at home, I'm like, why are we not showering? Right. Like other people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would be because I, I do feel better if I could get up and take a shower and refresh every day. But um, yeah, but know. the littles, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Well, um, I yeah, I think about you and everybody at house and and, um, you know, the salon opening again. Oof. Yeah, I know. I just. It's- I miss walking in and seeing everybody. And I, you know, from uh, being at the Northeast location, which is still not quite a year old mm-hmm. and still so new. And then, so, I mean, up until this point, it's always felt quite like exciting. And um, I'm just really, everybody's always in a good mood and happy to be there. And there hasn't been um, many like, bad vibes at all and so like every day to walk into a place and see everybody's face and everybody's generally pretty happy to be there yeah and and that's you know like to not have that anymore is kind of kind of hard but um because you know kids do not wake up every day just happy to see your face like no nope nope they're like man i don't want you i get that i know oh man um I know that the salon is going to open again. You know, in a second, it's not that far away. It's not. Um, it's only only a month. Yeah, currently scheduled to open May second. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Um, and that that will feel so good. Yeah. To everyone working there, and also to everyone who needs to get their haircut, which is absolutely everyone. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you uh, anticipate any kind, any new styles that you're going to be thinking about? You know, like uh, I, I kind of wonder if there's going to be any new hair trends uh, know, when should... when salons open back up. I I hope so. I um I think I was I don't know if I was reading an article or listening to some other um, stylists talk about like the last time there was like the the recession right mm-hmm. in oh eight oh nine. And how, what that did for hair and when it kind of was on the upswing after that, like people were coming in asking for different things and people do more radical things. And I, I you know, and I, I would be cool if that happened because, you know, that's, that's funny you say that because I have a friend who said, 
um, who texted me today and said, you know, I think that I can understand 2007 Britney. <laughs> and, and I think I'm going to shave my hair off. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> if there was ever a time to understand a celebrity losing their mind yeah. because they can't go outside and have a normal life. Yeah. This is the time. Absolutely. Celebrities. I hope you're listening, which you're yeah. probably not, <laughs> but, um, we're, we're, they're we're starting to get you. Yeah. They're all listening. All they're celebrities all are listening and are. we, we get you now, Brittany. Yeah. Yeah, we get exactly. you. Maybe and so we'll maybe you'll be, um, you know, doing some, like, I love that, this idea of doing like radical haircuts when you yeah. come, come. And, and I think that's true. I think people are going to be open to big, massive changes. I mean, they're all going to have an extra, you know, six to eight weeks on their haircut, if not more. Yeah. Um, And they're going to be so sick of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, and just wanting to feel free of it. Ooh. And, and change like how do you how do you get rid of you know the quarantine life you had well you cut your hair off (laughs) i'm just imagining the feeling of like like all of a sudden i'm all i I just got a chill down my spine because of that feeling you get when you have longer hair and then you cut it short yeah and how satisfying it feels it's so good it's it's kind of liberating yeah it's gonna happen yeah it is it's going to happen. I'll be ready. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, normally at this point in every episode, you know, mm-hmm. we're kind of closing it down and, and I ask people if they have any um, words of encouragement. And I specifically wanted to ask you if you have any words of encouragement for people and their hair because everyone's struggling. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess my words of encouragement would be if you, if you want to try baby bangs do it now because if it's a bad idea (laughs) they will grow out by the time you see people again um also if you ever had a problem with like not washing your hair like some people you know just couldn't wrap their head around skipping shampooing every day Uh now would be the time to like let your grease fly for a little bit because nobody's gonna see you for a while so if you have like a month of you know, training your hair to be less oily by shampooing every few days. It's a great yeah. time for that. Excellent. Um, yeah, those are those are my... That's really good tips. Okay. <laughs> if you do end up uh, trying out baby bangs, please send yes. us a picture. Yes. Um, Brent at Hey Brent Love is my email. Um, we'll love to see your baby bangs. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Ramsey, Kelly, and Tanya for coming on the podcast and for connecting with all of us. For some incredible hair inspiration, and if you want to show her your baby bangs, you can find Tanya on Instagram at olivejuice.com. O-L-I-V-E-J-O-O-S To see what beautiful food North Londoners are ordering, follow Kelly's work at Middle Lane Market on Instagram. And you can find out more about how Ramsey and his colleagues are supporting youth in Jordan right now. Just go to www.questscope.org If you feel like someone you know might feel comforted by hearing how everyday people are getting through these tough days, 
please share this podcast with them. And if you, dear listener, want to be part of this podcast, go to HeyBrentLove.com and tap Coronavirus Podcast on the menu. Or find me on Instagram at HeyBrentLove and send me a direct message. I can't wait to talk to you. Here's a bunch of love to everyone out there. We'll get through this together.